from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. It's okay to, like, show emotion and let it all hang out. Like, I, when, prime example. Sports and I know media you're, has jaded us. You're not, we're not supposed to cheer, right? Allegedly. We're not supposed to cheer. No, you're, you're I, I go cheer. full in as a fan of the Canes. Full in. Correct. And so, when the overtime goal hit, I pounded the table. You did. Like, I pounded the table. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, that's the emotion of the game. I think that's okay. Yeah. No one was going to come tap me on the shoulder and say, I'm sorry, sir. You need to you need to leave the facility. Stop doing that. I'm like, it was it was a great moment. I'm like, that's the kind of stuff that shows up on those Sports Illustrated tapes at the end of the year that you order after a championship. Yeah. Hey, it's Sports Illustrated here. If you... uh. If you want to commemorate the great 2022-23 season of the Carolina Hurricanes, you can get this sweater and a uh, commemorative edition of the Carolina Hurricanes DVD set. Yes. <laughs> right. You know someone owns all those probably, right? Oh, I have no doubt. I had a friend with the football phone, by the way. I'm sure. For those are. of you who are not familiar with a corded telephone, <laughs> about 20 years ago, I think still, maybe yeah. 15 years ago, you could order what was considered the holy grail of commemorative uh, memorabilia through Sports Illustrated, which was the Sports Illustrated football phone. It was a telephone that looked like a football. It, <laughs> you set the receiver on it, and you were like, oh my God, there's a football in my house. But wait, there's more. You could pick it up and take a phone call on it. I wonder if there's anybody out there that owns that football phone still. Oh, there has to be. It, that works, though. That there actually still be. works, because that thing was plastic. And that was a plastic that's, phone. That's that's different. It wasn't, uh, yeah. That is different. How do we get into hit it or quit it? We just say let's hit it and quit it. First thing, let's hit this, Paul. Nice. We know when the Canes are finally playing games this series. Yes, we do. I'm amped. Thursday night, 8 o'clock. I'm amped up. At the PNC, at the bank. All games this series are 8 o'clock. Thank goodness. Okay. No, you don't have to wait, set the on, extra wait. alarms. You don't wait. What, what do you mean? Don't have to set the extra alarms. It's just eight o'clock. Like oh, you do okay. not need okay. reminders. You okay. do not need oh, reminders. I get what you're saying. Like the Western Conference Final has games at three o'clock, eight thirty, nine p.m. Like they're all over the place. Yes. Eastern Conference Final down and dirty, eight o'clock. But this is the best thing as a Canes fan. So I know Thursday game one, eight o'clock, like you mentioned. Just take Friday off, okay? Because in the first round against the New York Islanders, we had to deal with Monday-Wednesday, which was terrible. Because then they got Monday-Wednesday. They ended up getting, was it Friday-Sunday? We got Friday, stuck Sunday. with Tuesday. Yep. So we have Monday-Wednesday, then Tuesday. That stinks as a fan because I still got to work the rest of the week. No, take Friday off. Go ahead and tell your boss now, I'm not working on Friday. I'm going to be sick. Sick because I'm full of happiness and joy because the Canes are winning game one. Just tell them that right now. Have that whole day. Get everything back in order that you need to. Because Saturday, you're tailgating all day with Graham. All right? For a Saturday, 8 o'clock start. There you go. You're tailgating all day with Graham, celebrating his graduation, getting ready for the game. You get Thursday game one at home, Saturday game one at home, and then I'm, I'm my guess is we're going to have a game five. I, my, my guess is Siri goes to six, six or seven. Strike up the Katy Perry. Yes. But we're coming back for a game five on a Friday night. Friday night. Yes. We, like we get Thursday, Saturday, and Friday. This is the best 
thing for this series. Thursday, Saturday, Friday. It's the best, Paul. I love this. Got some love. Got some love, I for, love this. for the Canes. But again, this, they're just playing every other day. Right. Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday next week. Yep. But Monday, Wednesday are on the road in Florida. That's fine. Order out. Whatever it is you got to do. Throw the crock pot on before you leave that day. <laughs> yeah, make some chili. Some chili. Ocho en punto. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock every night. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. I hit it so good. The Panthers have finally gotten everybody together. So it was rookie camp a couple weeks ago where it was like seven, six, six, six draft picks. Five. Five, five draft, draft picks, picks and, a, and a couple of invitees. It was literally a birthday party at the bounce place. I love that. But now everybody's there. The whole class was invited. And now they've run it back with a little full team mini camp where the Carolina Panthers are giving five stars. A++ grades to Bryce Young. I wonder why you hate Bryce Young so much. I do not dislike Bryce Young. I mean, everything you're saying is like, eh, you're kind of iffy on it. I'm iffy because it's early. Okay, well, this is David Newton of ESPN basically saying how everyone at the organization is saying how amazing he is. Everyone, right, everyone. He made everything he did look easy out on the practice field. Frank Wright calls that low RPM mode. So while what he means by that is while everything's happening fast around Bryce Young, he slows it down in his mind where he can make it look easy. From rolling around in the pocket to moving in and out to throwing passes from all different angles, he made everything look easy out there. Second round pick, Jonathan Mingo said that he had complete control of the huddle. That Going in and out, he made everyone feel relaxed. In fact, Frank Reich said he had complete command of everything out there. I thought the funniest thing was from one of Austin Prohl, a former uh, wide receiver's son that played for here. He said that he was the smartest dude in the huddle he's ever been around. So everything that Bryce Young did this past few days made it look like he could be the starting quarterback. The one thing is, he's still listed at number two. When the team got together today, he was the second quarterback behind Andy Dalton. Dennis. Put him in the ring Dennis, of fame. Dennis, put him in the Dennis, ring Dennis, of fame. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. I'm, 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 I'm a dad. Dad's out there listening. You can relate. Your kid walks up to you and says, hey, Dad, I want to go to the state park. Everyone's going. The question for every dad is, you can all just say it in unison, who is everyone? And then he's comparing it to, okay, let's talk about let's talk about the pool of applicants that have been in the huddle with some of these players. He's the smartest guy and most prepared guy they've ever been with. Okay, let's start rolling out the list of Carolina Panthers quarterbacks here in the last few years. Uh Senor Baker Mayfield. Yeah. P.J. Walker. Okay. Samuel L. Darnold. Mm -hmm. Okay, I get it. He's the smartest guy in the huddle. Okay. Everybody's saying it. Everybody's going to the park, Dad. Well, who is everybody? Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. No. Am I getting sent to my room now, Paul? Is this no. what you're trying to do? Are you no. sending me to my room? No. Let's get let's get Bryce a little bit more time in that huddle and a little bit more, I don't know, weather conditions. And I don't know, maybe some opposition that might actually try to come at him. Like, smooth is one thing, prepared is another. I totally get that. But... W's are W's and L's are L's. Let's get the first W before we hang it in the rafters. I'll buy the jersey because I support the team. I'm a Jay Stu fan myself. 
but let's let's, let's sim it down now. All right, there are two L's in the Hall of Fame. Before I get put uh, in timeout by Paul, let's quit that. Let's hit this. He's a machine! College Basketball Hall of Fame has announced its latest inductees, and locally here to the Triangle, there are three. Coach K from Duke, pretty obvious. Mike Krzyzewski, yeah. If there's ever a slam dunk of a slam dunk, it's yeah. a slam dunk. I mean, it's just they, he should have his own wing of the Hall of Fame. He does, but it's a Cameron. Well, well, there's that. But I'm talking about the basketball, the college basketball hall. Of Fame. Now, this is different than the Naismith Hall of Fame, okay? Because Naismith Hall of Fame is basketball as a whole. This is specifically to college basketball. Former Duke basketball star Johnny Dawkins also inducted into the Hall of Fame. And there's also UNC big man Tyler Hansbro, who played seven seasons in the NBA after four seasons at UNC playing under Roy Williams. Now, I said this earlier, and I'm going to say it again. One of the most iconic images of Tyler Hansbro was the bloody nose. When he just got forearm shivered in the face, you know, basically punched, not basically, got just punched in the face by Gerald Henderson in a game against Duke that was at UNC. That was back in 2007. It is an iconic image. ESPN, when they still have Duke Carolina on for basketball, they still show that. They still show the bloody face. It has become an iconic image not only for UNC and the Duke rivalry. It's become an iconic image in college basketball as a whole. Casual fans, people that may not remember players' names and stuff like like we do working in our job, like we could still name off like oh Marcus Page and you know Theo Pinson and some of these guys. Not all casual fans can do that, but I know a lot of fans of North Carolina, even Duke fans as a whole, are college basketball fans. Oh yeah, I remember Tyler Hansborough and that bloody nose. That picture has to be up there in the Hall of Fame with him. Yeah, Google. I Googled. Yes, they should they should put that thing in like acrylic. Yes. <laughs> it's it is it is certainly uh iconic. This uh by the way, it's got a real East Coast Carolina feel. There's only five guys going into the uh basketball the college basketball hall of fame, which happens to be of course in Kansas City. Um uh, Tom Konchalski and Herb McGee, the two other names. Both both West Coast both East Coast guys, one from Jersey, one from Pennsylvania. So oh. yeah, so it's a full like East Coast people go into kansas city for this event so it's great it's a wonderful honor fantastic most everything getting written about uh coach k obviously but johnny dawkins and tyler hansborough the hearts the hearts of the triangle for sure it's just icons yes. maybe not uh, legends legends when it comes to the college game and rightfully so they'll get a i don't know what it is is it a bust or is it a again acrylic painting or whatever it is but you're you're a big fan of if they put up the bloody picture, yes. you'd be just fine with that. I know Chris and I talked about this yesterday just uh, in terms of just how moments can sometimes capture us, right? Because our, our, our emotions uh, and just moments of our lives are, are just different periods of our life are captured by moments, whether it's uh, um, like, for example, you have kids, right? You remember the moment when your kids were born. Yeah, I do. You remember that Both moment. Both of them. <laughs> okay? Yes, I do. My wife more than me, but yes. But Okay, but you still remember those moments. You don't remember three weeks later having to clean up a blown out diaper or you don't remember those things you don't miss those days correct but those aren't moments that you necessarily remember as a college sports fan or college basketball fan you know that image that is a moment that forever stands out you're a wrestling fan right love me some grappling okay you're you're a big time pro wrestling fan Go to WrestleMania 13 when Bret Hart Stone Cold, when Bret Hart had Stone Cold in the sharpshooter, and we see the bloody face of Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's an image that a lot of wrestling fans still remember to this day. That's a moment, that's a snapshot moment that still is remembered. That's my point. That is an iconic moment, and not just 
college basketball, but just college sports as a whole, and that Duke rivalry I buy with it. UNC. Totally buy it. So that's the reason why. Hit, quit that. Hit this. There you go. That's right. All right, there we go. God Almighty. Yeah, we're gonna Thank sk- you, we're gonna move ahead a little bit here. Okay. Uh, there is in the last twenty four hours the development of a second professional league for women's soccer, in which Tim. I'm sorry. What? A second professional league for women's soccer. This second league, managed by the USL, which already runs some of the under leagues of the MLS. They I have think, USL 1, I think, 2. I think NCFC plays yeah. in USL 2. Yeah, so there would be a USL-backed second professional league that would be on the, along the lines of the NWSL with seven identified cities. They have to have approval to have at least eight, but they have seven identified cities with at least four or five more. One would be in Charlotte, Okay. and one of the ownership groups would involve former Heisman Trophy winner, and all-around greatest guy in the history of guys, mm-hmm. Timothy Tebow. Oh. So, the question is, and they would play opposite the NWSL. So, they wouldn't play during the, when the Courage play. They would play in the, in the fall months, in the fall and the winter through the spring. So, essentially, what they are proposing is there would be full-time women's soccer in the United States and Canada year-round, year-round. with this second league. All right, I've, I have a lot of questions on this. Uh, are NWSL players going to be allowed to play in this league? Undetermined. This, this is a very undetermined thing. Right. I know the U.S. Women's National Team has like a big time agreement with the NWSL in terms of players, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think my question is this: Do we need a second women's league, or do we need to do a better job of promoting the women's league that we have right now? So what, the, you're saying the NWSL doesn't promote? Well? No, the NWSL does a terrible job of promoting its athletes and its and just its games in general. So they have, I'll pull it up here on Instagram, I think they have about a half million followers on Instagram. That's a good amount of followers not paid for? Yeah, exactly, not paid for. Uh, I'm going to go and pull this up real fast. But my point is this, when you go and watch highlights of the NWSL, if you see them on, on Instagram, there's never anything of, hey, watch this game here. Go to Paramount Plus to watch said game. There's none of that. Hey, follow this action. Follow this star athlete. See them. I would plaster every post with how to watch my teams, how to watch this league. You are a – yes, I understand that soccer is the world's biggest sport, but here in the United States, you're still a niche thing, right, especially women's soccer because women's athletics as a whole doesn't get the pub that men's athletics does. It's just what it is. Whether that's right, wrong, or indifferent. It's just what it is right now. You have to promote yourself the best that you can. And right now, women's soccer doesn't do a good job of it. The NWSL has 502,000 followers on Instagram. 502,000 followers on Instagram. And I'll go ahead and scroll through. They just posted yesterday the standings in the league. Not once of watch these teams play on Paramount+. Plus. Watch these teams play here. Here's how you can watch games play. There's... More, they actually show Alex Morgan, who's a mom, on Mother's Day with her daughter on the field. Hey, watch her play on Paramount+. Plus. None of that. They do a terrible job of promoting itself. And it's bad. It's bad because what has carried women's soccer in this country, or what's carried soccer in this country, the U.S. Women's National Team, why aren't you riding that as the league? It's... I. I don't know how successful this league's going to be. I'm nodding for those who are not yes. watching us on WRL Sports Plus. It is awful, in my opinion. Second league, do we need one? 
it probably would at least help prop up the game. But if nobody knows about it outside of this conversation you and I are having right now, yeah. Dennis, it may not matter. So they're talking about they, they posted just two days ago, for example, growing the game. In Kansas City. They just, Kansas City just had their largest attendance in club history, 12,969. It's a pretty good number for an NWSL game. Not one post of, you can also be part of the crowd at home, watch on Paramount+. Plus. There's none of that. Fans of soccer don't know that they're out there. That's my point. Fair point. Quit that. Hit this. For the game. So, if you thought Tony Romo was the next big thing for CBS analysts for the NFL. Mm-hmm. But wait, there's more. Oh. Instead of returning to the NFL, he's decided to cash the check. Former Colts, former Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan will be a studio analyst. But he still wants to cash the check because yeah. he's not retiring. A very savvy move, Matt Ryan. Very savvy. But really... Does he actually think there's a market for Matt Ryan in the NFL right now? I do not. If there was, he'd be on a team, wouldn't he? He would be at wouldn't the he have a contract? Panthers full team minicamp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you You'd didn't be... get invited, dude. Yeah, I honestly, it's probably gonna look. What's probably gonna happen is there's gonna be some people that get hurt during training camp, and then you know what? We need a veteran guy who can come in right now. He can sling it. He can still sling it. He wasn't inept in Indianapolis. Yeah. So my guess is that someone will bring him in as a let's get us through the season or we think we can do a, a good enough job of with the roster that we have right now to win some games. So, yeah, my guess is that he's basically leaving the door open. I'm waiting until somebody gets hurt, and then I'll I'll sign a, a one-year contract a prorated for $10 million. Good money if you can get it. Matt Ryan will get it, too. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. Who else, my is, point. What else is out there? What exactly. Else is out there? I mean, Carson Wentz. Yeah, there's some XFLers who just won some games. Did you watch them? I believe it was on the other day. Okay, exactly my <laughs> point. You think it was on the other we, day. We work for a company that owns two stations that carries the USFL. I couldn't name you like the uh, – there's the Michigan team. Are they still playing games in Birmingham? Because like, last year they no. played all their games in yeah, Birmingham. Yeah, no, no, I watched a lot of it. I watched a ton of it because last summer was a pretty boring summer for me. Like – wasn't hot Paul summer, that's for sure. Okay. <laughs> Let's quit that and hit this. Tell them to bring me my money. Yeah! Let's roll back into women's sports. The WNBA rocked by its latest scandal. Huh. The head coach for the Las Vegas Aces, Becky Hammond, has been suspended for two games for essentially what is conduct detrimental to the league. Apparently, she mom-shamed. One of her former players, Derrick really? Hamby, who got traded, Hamby went public with it on Instagram but didn't name names. The WNBA went in and investigated a little bit further, and not only does the Las Vegas franchise lose the head coach, who everybody praises as a brilliant head coach and thinks she could coach in the NBA, Becky Hammond, they also lose a draft pick, which in the WNBA can make a huge difference considering yeah. there are only 12 teams. And uh, Becky Hammond, she used to be San Antonio Spurs assistant coach. Remember, she correctly. was an assistant with Pop, and now she's with Las Vegas, the Aces. Here's the underlying story many of you may not know. The ownership of the Las Vegas Aces happens to be Mark Davis. Oh. Mark Davis, who has had many, many, many more headaches with his other franchise known as the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, yeah, that John Gruden guy. 
and all that kind of stuff? There is a Mike problem. Mayock? I can't put my finger on it. I don't want to generalize too much. But if you've got one issue in one organization and the ownership has to do some mea culpas, and then in the other organization he owns also has to do more mea culpas, mm. there is something larger at play here. Hmm. Violation after violation after violation. It's called a trend. It's called a trend. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. You can't do that. You can't do that. A trend that we're seeing, good head coaches getting fired in the NBA. Doc Rivers, Philadelphia Sixers head coach, after three seasons with the team, got to the second round of the playoffs in each of those seasons. Win total increasing every year in those three seasons gets fired. Now, I understand they had a terrible game seven against the Boston Celtics, but is it his fault that playoff James Harden stinks? Is that his fault? Because, again, a trend that we're seeing, Good coaches or coaches that have a track record of success getting let go. And it, I'm it's it's our 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 teams and ownership now basically telling us head coaching, at least in the NBA, we're seeing in the NHL a lot, coaching doesn't really matter that much. Win down, win games, win now, get lucky with the teams that you have in place, get lucky with the roster that you have in place. I'm not worried about player development. I'm not worried about the guys sitting seventh, eighth man or whatever it is. I can fill those spots with G League guys now. Do I need to trade for big names? Doesn't seem to be working. I think we're going to see a lot of pullback from that as teams start to figure out that it's a matter of just striking while the iron's hot. Look at the final four teams right now in the league. It's almost like you're looking at traditional powers. Like Denver has been on the precipice for a while. Yeah, Malone is, has, is a great coach. The Los Angeles Lakers. It's LeBron and Anthony Davis. The Heat, led by a, a long-term coach in Spolstra. And the Celtics, young team playing out of its mind right now. And they have one of the top young stars that they drafted in Jason Tatum. Which a lot of people could argue should have been well, he was MVP candidate. That's just kind of where we are. I don't, I don't get why coaches are just getting let go so easily. You know what so easily rolls off the tongue for a lot of people? What's that? Hatred towards the Carolina Hurricanes. And it comes from a national perspective. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. I have a uh, company laptop in front of me, Okay, uh, which I'm thankful for because oh. there are some companies who do not issue these and ask you to provide your own. Oh, like me? What I am, uh, <laughs> what I am, uh, I'm not used to not having a touchscreen because I'm used to Apple so much. Like I use my iPad so much yeah. that the this like hunk of a laptop, and it's a nice laptop, um, like I feel like I'm drinking tea when I have to move the cursors and stuff around. Oh, yeah? 
instead of just swiping. Scrolling through. Like, it's just messing with me a little bit. Is it a nice, calm chamomile? Yeah, it's just messing with me. Like, Darren Ravel messed with me last night. Oh, he did? Darren Ravel messed with me hardcore last night. Oh, okay. And I think he messed with a lot of other people as well. And I, I, I say this because I'm okay. I am okay as a human being who lives in the triangle with the idea that the national media does not appreciate the Carolina Hurricanes. No, they don't. I've been on this for a while. Okay. It just some people are tired of the narrative. I think it's okay to buy into it because it's what it is. And more proof keeps coming out that it is the case. Darren Ravel tweeted out last night after the uh, Dallas series was settled. Quote, Dallas-Vegas and Carolina-Florida for the Stanley Cup. Not the matchups execs in the NHL offices will be thrilled with. That was it. Hmm. I have, I'm working here. I have worked in Vegas at the same time. Yeah. I, we've talked, just talked to somebody from Florida earlier today, George. And Dallas is a Stanley Cup team from less than three years ago. If the NHL is not excited about these matchups, I suggested that they get into these markets and really figure out how they understand them. Mm-hmm. And then I look at the stadium series ratings. We all were there because even though there were 50,000 people there, I mean, let's be honest, there were 300,000 people who were there. Yeah. The ratings for that game were better than last year's stadium series in what you would consider the southern darling of the NHL, Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Like if you Nashville, Tennessee in the NHL, it's like, oh my goodness, this is so great. I don't mean to do that voice. Uh, you did. It's fine. I did. It's okay. But can, Lean into you it. know, because the country stars marry the hockey players, right? Yeah. There's there's a story that like popped Gary up. Carrie Fisher. Yeah. There's <laughs> stuff. Yeah. There's a story popped up on YouTube about it, it was from uh, Howard Stern, Carrie uh-huh. Underwood talking about how she met her NHL playing hockey husband and how she's hooked up other country artists with other hockey players. Yeah. Like if there's a darling of the South, it is not us here in Raleigh. It is the Nashville scene. And they buy into it. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Nashville's vibrant. It's a it's a great city. Love to visit there. It's a good time had by all. But look at the stadium series ratings compared to Nashville, who, as we were talking about this earlier before we got into this, were playing the Tampa Bay Lightning in that game in the stadium series there. Reigning cup champs at the time. We played the Washington Capitals, Sands, one of arguably the NHL's top 10 players in terms of recognition in Alex Ovechkin. Oh, top five. And, and they out, the television audience alone outdrew a Nash Vegas Tampa matchup. By 72%, by the way. So, by 72% viewership. When I see Darren put that out, on average and I will Tampa. respect Darren Ravel because he's put in his work and whatnot, but when you put stuff out like that, you contribute to that narrative. Yeah. You contribute to the idea that, and it keeps on following up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so. Of these four teams, it, if we had to erase, and I'm sure they're having this conversation in the NHL headquarters right now in New York, because I'm very positive of that, because apparently they don't like the matchup. If you had to pull one of the four teams out of these final four, Dennis, or everybody can think about this on their own. If you had to pull out one of the four teams, which one would you pull out and who would you replace it with to make it a more palatable matchup for the national pastime of Canada and the United States, of, of the NHL executives. What makes this more palatable than these four teams? I mean, what, 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 what goes, yep, you know what? That would make it so, that would, that, that's it. 
that that will be agreeable to all of us. We will take the other three teams, but we must have this fourth team. And if that's it, then the fix is in. We might as well just have the New York Jets on Black Friday. Oh, okay. Well, I'll give you two things. Two okay. things. First one popped in my head was, okay, you replace Florida. Oh, I'm hot now. And and one of the two things. Adam Gold hot now. Yeah, well, you, you replace Florida with one of the two teams that they beat in this in the, in the first two rounds. Boston, because they're the President's Cup's champions, and everyone's darling. A lot of people's pick going in. Or you replace them with Toronto because it's Toronto. And I guarantee you there's so many, especially hockey media, and since a lot of them are Canadian, especially Canadian hockey media, Boy, would they want the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Stanley Cup Finals. They would lose their freaking minds. There's a storyline there. There's an absolute storyline there. That would be or that would be amenable. So yeah, they, that, would be, that would be approved. If you could approve something, that would be I would you know what? Yes, that that goes into the trade machine and gets the green check mark. Yes. So it's either that or again you put Boston in because they were the President's Cup champions and you could say in the Eastern Conference you would have the number 1 team. In the, in the entire league, in the NHL, with Boston going against the number two team in the entire NHL and Carolina in the Eastern Conference. That's one way you could pit that matchup. Or you go to the Western Conference. Vegas has been great since they first came into the league. This is their sixth season. I covered Vegas for three years. Yeah, it's their sixth season. And how many times have they been in the conference final? Three in six seasons. So they've been phenomenal, including get to a cup, their, uh, cup final their first year so of existence. Re- so you can't replace Vegas. So... You replace Dallas with the team they just beat. Or, sorry, the not the team they just beat, the team that uh, Vegas just beat in Edmonton because you had Connor McDavid, the best player in the world. Even though the Dallas Stars were in the Stanley Cup Finals just a couple of years ago. Yeah, just three years ago. It's. <sighs> I start talking at a higher pitch when I get frustrated. That's okay. And it's so – we can all take it – Let's. I'm going to take a deep breath here. And okay. slow down just a little bit. You don't have to. That's fine. But when you see these, and, and it's backed up constantly. And it's backed up constantly. And what I can tell all of you who continue to believe that hockey should not be played south of St. Louis. I mean, yeah. really. I mean, let's let's be honest. Basically the, south of D.C. And I, can't, I cannot describe to you, and I've walked into PNC Arena. I've, I think I've only missed four games this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot give you the exact description of what a hockey purist looks like by walking into PNC Arena. It is a pure joy when you walk in there. When it is Canes fans who are there to watch the Canes play and get behind the fourth line and lean into the uh, Freddie chants and to do those things, I go, that's what a fan is. Hockey purists are dead to me. They do not exist anymore if the NHL wants to move forward. Go on. They do They do not have a place in the new NHL, in the modern NHL, which has one of their star players coming from Phoenix, Arizona, who happens to play in Toronto, mm-hmm. which has lightning quick floors, which has opening games, which does thrive on defense, and you can win games with defense with the Carolina Hurricanes. Hockey purists, the original six, for those of you who believe in the original six, it's great. It's fantastic. We can sit on the rocking chairs in front of our horse, in front of our homes and talk about the good old days of hockey, whatever the heck that means at this point. Yeah. I grew up and loved Wayne Gretzky. I did. I love Mario Lemieux. 
Eric Lindros. These are names that I recognize. I recognize Brett Hull, but I also recognize the new game that has emerged. And for us to live in the idea that only hockey played north of St. Louis is hockey worth watching is stupid. I do not use the word hate. I use the word dislike a lot, and I dislike that a lot. Quit bagging on the teams that are south of St. Louis. They're playing good hockey. They're playing exciting hockey. They're playing relevant hockey. Just stop. Stop with that noise. And if you're doing it for clicks, stop it. You're better than that. You're so much better than that. Let these teams be part of the NHL. Don't exclude them. All you're doing is making us mad. I'm going to take a deep breath. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.